Hey, thanks so much for joining us today. My name is Joshi, and in just a few moments, you will meet my good friend Carmelo. We are two guys from two different backgrounds united in our desire to explore life and culture in regards to the gospel. You know, these days it seems like fear is just abundant. Everybody seems to be in fear of something. Um, it seems like every news headline that we read um, strikes at the core of fear and um, strikes at our core and maybe potentially makes us fearful. Well, the Bible, probably more than anything else, has a lot to say about fear. And uh, we want to discuss it. We want to talk about it. And uh, so we hope you'll join us uh, today as we talk about fear and anxiety. Uh, we hope you'll listen in. Well, hey, hey. What's up? How's everybody doing out there in podcast world? As, as you notice, we're starting to put more and more episodes out, and um, we're just grateful. We've had some just more time. We've gotten ahead on a few episodes, so we're just uh, excited for the opportunity to keep this train moving along. Yeah, keep it checking. So thank you guys for uh, dealing with our busy summers and uh, for sticking around, and we hope you'll uh, like and share and subscribe wherever you need to like and share and subscribe to. Do that. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Um, so wherever you're listening, would you go ahead and leave us a comment or leave us a review? Five stars, please, please, five stars. <laughs> uh, we're very, we're very, very scared of not getting five stars. Which brings us to our topic for today. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. It's a, a very uh, smooth transition. That's what they used to call me in uh, high school. Smooth transition? Smooth transition, man. That was my nickname. Really? No, it wasn't. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Whatever the opposite of that is. But. Hey, so you want, you, we talked about this earlier today. We were making coffee and talking about this. Um, fear. 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 It is everywhere. Everywhere everywhere and i think people are capitalizing on it yeah you got some people that are um, using fear as a means to their own personal gain mm -hmm. um not just people individual you got systems yeah. using fear as a means to a gain or a means to their own end um and it's an end that i don't think is a uh, one that god really um is okay with yeah and i feel like the the body of christ um we should be the ones who <clears throat> um bring hope yeah and joy yeah into the world and yet sometimes we could be the most fearful yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's something that came out of like this the pandemic really just busted that door wide open yeah um people who you thought were like solid guys in the faith mm. you just saw them just buckle under the pressure just because of fear yeah of what was to come or not knowing what's to come or how things are going to turn out yeah and uh, it's unfortunate to see yeah. So I think it's important, as always, that we kind of define our terms when we talk about fear. What what is the kind of the picture that you have in your mind? And um, and then I'll share a little bit about what I think of when I think of fear. Mm. Well, fear, I always equate fear as, as, as it's not just having faith. Mm. You just don't believe that it's that God is who he is yep. and that Christ has done what he's done. Yeah. And so when you lose sight of those things, you, you walk in fear and it breeds anxiety. It brings um, worry and those things bleed out into other avenues in life. And so when I think of fear, I'm seeing like people just um, at home, they're not doing what they should be doing because they're afraid of the consequences on the job. They're not doing what the word tells us we should do. 
because they're afraid of the consequences. So it's it's becoming this um, man-based fear. I fear man more than God. Mm. So that's where I'm at with that. Yeah, I I think for for I, I think there is good levels of fear, right? Like yeah. we there's some things that we ought to be um, cautiously. We should ought, ought to cautiously approach, mm-hmm. right? I think, um, I think initially when we didn't know a ton about coronavirus, like yeah. that was like something we were, we were rightly like, okay, well, I do want to protect my family and my, you know, immediate loved ones. We didn't know the extent of mm-hmm. at that time, early in March, like what was going on for right. Um And, and so I think there's an okay level of, of fear. Mm-hmm. I think God puts that in us as a as a protective mechanism, uh, but I don't think there there is a sinful fear, right? Like Scripture says that we ought to fear God. Well, what does that yeah. mean? And then there's, but then I think it can go too far the other way, where we're mm-hmm. fearing the wrong things, yeah, potentially for the wrong reasons, and even things that God Himself has said you don't need to fear this, right? You know what I'm saying? And I mm-hmm. think that's where like a lot of the confusion happens and i just want to unpack that today for people that are listening for ourselves um how do we how do we deal with fear let's let's start with with what do we mean by um fearing god uh, less than we fear people yeah so um the fear that some people usually think of is like this um terrifying fear Mm -hmm. you know the fear of uh you know, like you would if you saw a lion in the wild or something like that. Yeah. I'm definitely going to get mauled or something <laughs> like that. You know, um, we're talking a reverential fear, but that fear, I believe, is a greater fear because to revere something or someone, it's like a it's a respect, but it's a fear bred out of um, a position of, you know, I don't want to say power. But if I fear God, I put God above all else. Mm. Um, it's kind of the same thing like with a father, you know, uh, fear of a father would keep me from doing something totally wrong because yeah, I'm worried about not just the consequences, but the disappointment that I can bring to them. So, yeah, because it's a fear that's, um, that's grounded in and ultimately in love. Right. Right. There's a different level. Right. It is a fearful thing, um, to be in, uh, to do something against what my dad said. Right. Right. Cause I, I don't want to disappoint him. I don't want to, yeah. um, I don't want to <laughs> bring about his just wrath for my, right. <laughs> for my failure or whatever it is. Um, and that's, and that's one side of it for sure. The other side of fear, again, there's a fear rooted in, it's kind of weird. There's a fear that's based on the love that you have for the person that you respect or fear. Mm. So a love for God breeds a certain kind of fear. Um, a love for a father breeds a certain kind of fear. Yeah. But this fear that we have is a fear of anxiety. It's because you're not doing that. Mm. So there's a fear that comes from love and there's a fear that comes from, um, I don't understand that love. Yeah. So with that lack of understanding and love, you have people that are just anxious and worried. They don't like, I don't get what's going to happen next. What am I going to do? And it's breeding depression. It's bringing anxiety. It's bringing worries. It's bringing things that you wouldn't have if you had the confidence in something that you know has, you know, a greater power and a greater authority. Yeah. I, I really don't think I'm making this up. I've, I've met more people in the last mm, six, seven months. I've either come into my, um, come into my office or have had with coffee with and uh 
and almost every single one lately it seems like there's some level of anxiety yeah. and depression yeah and um, maybe that was always there maybe that's always been there but it's definitely coming out more yeah it's definitely being brought to the spotlight more yeah and and um and, and that's no small thing and i i, I think it, there does come a point when we need like actual help with dealing with those things i, I do think that um but um and there's all kinds of different levels associated with that mm -hmm. you know types of anxiety types of depression for sure but it just seems like it's everywhere yeah it's just everywhere yeah it is i mean what made me even think about it more i think one day i was watching the news and i'm like dude that's like one bad story after the next mm -hmm. if you keep hearing that all the time you're gonna be afraid because it's not showing there's no hope in that if i just see tragedy after tragedy after tragedy i'm like well how do we come out of it and that's unfortunately that's what you're seeing and i hate to say it i mean that's on the right and on the left it's just that's both sides are just kicking out well this side is bad this side is bad this situation is bad this and you're like well what's the solution yeah you know yeah. other than being scared yeah so if you're saying that this side is terrible and the other side is saying this side is terrible well who do we look to and i think that's the the, the, the question we need to answer in a sense, like, well, if, if you're looking to those things, you're going to be afraid. Yeah. And I honestly think instead of looking at those things, we'll look to Christ. He's the solution. Yeah. And I think they can get distorted a little bit because um, as Christians, we kind of bought in and picked sides, too. And we did what Peter did in the midst of the storm. So there's a storm going on around him. He sees Jesus walking on the water. He asks him to come. Jesus says, come. He's walking on the water. And then for a moment, you're looking at the storm, and now you start to sink. Yeah. And I think as believers, we need to be just zeroed in on Christ in the midst of everything that's going on around us. It doesn't mean you just uh, um, not, you know, pay attention to what's going on, but don't just give in to it because whether they, no matter what they're saying, Whoever's saying whatever, whatever they're trying to do, whatever fear they're trying to breathe, we have a blessed hope. Yeah. And that hope is in Christ, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what we need to look to. Dude, that's awesome. I mean, that's so good. That's a great picture of um, what do we do in the midst of a fearful situation? Yeah. And even in, in that context, they were rightly afraid of the storm. A storm could potentially right. kill you, right? Like, right. And, and it was a raging storm. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I think about that passage in um, John uh, six where, where that's exactly what's going on. They, Jesus just feeds the 5,000 mm -hmm. and then, um, <laughs> they, like, and then he escapes cause they try to come and make him the King. Um, Jesus just took care of all of these people, gave them bread and fish mm -hmm. and, um, fed all these people. And then the disciples go out to try to find Jesus cause Jesus just kind of like, wham, he escapes. Exactly. He goes to like the other side, um, of the sea and, mm -hmm. It says, when evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat, started across the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing. When they had towed about three, I'm sorry, when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat, and they were frightened. But he said to them, it is I, do not be afraid. They were glad to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at land to which they were going. <laughs> There's something super interesting about that passage, yeah. and the the key thing for me is that they saw Jesus. 
John tells us that they saw they're in this storm and they're frightened and they look out and they see Jesus. And it doesn't say, and then they stopped being frightened right? because they saw Jesus. <laughs> they were frightened. And it was when Jesus said the words, it is I, do not be afraid, that their hearts were calmed. And I think that's like, it's one thing to, for me, I think we can have an acknowledgement of Jesus. Yeah. I think we can have a, um, yeah, I, I, I know every, every weekend I get up on stage and I'm leading our church and I always say something like, Jesus is on the throne, my friends, and, yeah. and, and everything is going exactly to plan this morning. Like, I don't know what you came in here with, right? but there is a sense of like, we have this acknowledgement that Jesus is, a, is around, he's near, but he's not really in control. Mm. And, uh, and I think that, that, that understanding of just, this is just a picture. Okay. These are just 12 guys in a storm. Mm-hmm. They just saw this man feed all these people. So you got to put it in context. And um, and then they see him on the water. And I think like that's the the crazy thing that that we're in the middle of all these storms. I mean, there's political storms going on, racial storms going on. We got all kinds of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is saying, it is I. Do right. not be frightened. Like right. that, that is the solution. Yeah. It's the words of Jesus. It's not when they saw him. Yeah. But when they heard his voice and, and how do we hear his voice now? The word of God, the word of God, it speaks yeah. to us. And so we have, we have his word with us in the middle of the storm, whatever storm that we're going through. Yeah. And we would do well to pay attention to it as it says in first Peter. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that we're missing. Um, but like the more you give in to the flesh and its desires, um, the less you bend to the will of the spirit, the Holy Spirit. Um, and we're with the media outlets that we have, with the technology that we have, we have to think we're constantly feeding our flesh, um, through our phones, TVs, computers, everything that we're watching, things that we're listening to, it's all just breeding that fear. And we need to just turn it off, mm. brief, turn it off. And then just dive into the word of God. Yeah. There's so much hope in there. I mean, yeah. how many situations can you see throughout scriptures where you're like, that's just hopeless? Yep. I mean, Daniel in the lion's den. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's probably the only man that would ever walk around and say, hey, man, I, I had lions as pillows. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, and that's, that's an amazing thing. I mean, guys like Samson who destroyed thousands with something that seems impossible, but with the power of God, it's not impossible. You know, and Jesus said those things, you know, it's not impossible with God. So no matter what the situation is looking like in this world, it's not impossible for God. Yeah. He sits on the throne. Yeah. And because he sits on the throne, that should bring us. And because he loves us, it should be, man, my God loves me so much. Right. I'm not concerned with what's going on in the world. He's not an, he's not an absentee king. Right. Right. He's not a king that is just purely a king and he's there to govern and to rule. He is a king that loves you mm-hmm. and by faith in his son has adopted you into his family. Yep. So so think about for a second the love that you have for those that are closest to you. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's your family. I don't know what your particular context is, but for you, like it would be your kids yeah. or your wife. God has that sort of love, the love that you have for your kids. 
Yeah. That's amazing. Isn't that insane to think That's about? That's amazing. If and you, in yeah. the middle of the storm, man, in the middle of the, the difficult situations, mm-hmm. in the middle of the, I got it wrong and I blew this thing up and I shouldn't have done that. In the middle of all of that, God has that kind of love for his people. So not only is he sovereignly in control of every circumstance or situation, because Jesus could have prevented the storm. Yeah. Why even let the storm That's take true. place in the first place? Yeah. But he doesn't. Yeah. He allows them to get to that point where he commands the winds and the waves to obey him. Yeah. And they do. It's, it's, I love that story. I love it. I don't want to call it stories because they happen. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a true thing that Yeah. Happened. I think we need to start doing that too. These aren't just stories. These are actual events that took place. Um, you have the one who created the universe demonstrating. I can, I can stop the storm and I can carry you through it. I have that power. Yeah. So you just need to lean on me. And I yeah. think that's what I would love to encourage the viewers to do. Just lean on Christ. He's the one who can control the storm and he's the one that can walk you through it. And I love that he shows how close he is to us. Like I think of the three Hebrew boys going into the, you know, the fiery furnace. Mm-hmm. He could have just blew the whole thing up, stopped the whole thing from happening. No, he like he was standing with them in the midst of the fire. It displays his power. Yeah. It displays his glory. It display, displays his strength and his wisdom. All of those things, right? Because he allowed the storm to happen. Yeah. He allowed the fire to keep burning. Yeah. And it said they didn't even smell like smoke. And what's the, <laughs> what's the result? I mean, the king saw and, and turned. And I think that's, that's the thing. Christians or, you know, you're not really sure where you're at with the Lord. We have this opportunity yeah. to, to be, to be faithful to the Lord in the middle of the storm. Yeah. And somehow, some way, I don't know exactly how, I don't know exactly know, like when we go through difficult things, exactly how God's going to use it. And we shouldn't claim to know that, but God will use it. Yeah. He yeah. does use it. And we, yeah. we talked about this for a second. Let's, let's try to unpack this and help people understand this a little bit as well. When we say God is sovereign, <laughs> what do we mean by that? Well, again, it goes to that control. The sovereign God, there's nothing that happens that he doesn't know. There's mm-hmm. nothing that happens that he's not in control of. So, And that's something to like really put your trust in, the fact that if it's happening, know that because he's good, because he's loving, because he's kind, that if he's in control of it, and he knows what he's doing. So you can look at a situation and be like, oh, it looks terrible. I can just imagine like Job, that was a terrible situation. His life was just falling apart. Yeah. But God was in control in the end of the thing, which so great because he's in control. Yeah. And he wasn't just going to let him. I mean, people look at, well, why did he let him go through it? Think about the end of the thing. Mm-hmm. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning of it. Right. So sometimes there are things in our heart, and we I, I think this is something we we don't like to think about. I'm going through this situation. Uh, why am I going through this situation? Why is this happening to me? Well, there may be something in you God's trying to pull out of you. You know, it's something that's not bringing him glory. It's something that you need to fix and change. And sometimes things happen so that we can become more Christ-like. But you won't know that until the pressure's put on you. Um, I remember I coached football for a while. Um, I had a player. 
great player, disciplined, did all this stuff, right? I'm like, dude, you're stronger than what you think you are. And he was like, no, coach, I'm not that strong. So he would bench press. And he would put the same weight on for like two years straight. And I'm like, dude, put some more weight. I said, you know what? This is what we're going to do. I'm going to sit you under this bench. You're not going to look at what I'm doing. And as you feel based on your strength, you tell me and I'll keep going. Mm. And starts off 135. Puts it on there. Easy. I go to 155. He lifts it. Easy. And I'm going up. 75, 85, 95, 205. And I'm like, how does it feel? It's easy, coach. He's never done it before. 225. Now he's at 265. And I said, how does that feel? That's easy, coach. I'm like, dude, so I'm going up. He's getting close to 315. Now, anybody who lives weight knows 315 is pretty heavy. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. But this player, he would have never known how strong he was until we start adding the weight on. Then he started to say his confidence just shot through the roof. He became our best player. Mm. I mean, he was a the perfect player you want. Good student, disciplined. He rode his bike from the south side of Chicago to the north side of Chicago. That's how disciplined he was. And that's how much, how much dedication he had. And it's not about the dedication. It's just he didn't know how strong he was until that pressure was put on him. Yeah, but you, you could see that in him, you know, in some way. Exactly. And it's like that's, you know, more, more, more often than not, the Lord is just trying to show us what he's doing inside of us exactly. by his spirit and through his word, through the fellowship of his people. God is actually growing you and he's strengthening you. And exactly. sometimes we miss it and we get the opportunity to see it in the middle of the trial, in the middle of the storm, in the middle of whatever fearful thing is going on in the world. Yep. And it's like leaning into that. All that to say, man, we don't need to be afraid. No. Because, yes, God is sovereign, meaning he's in control, and He, um, nothing goes happens without his acknowledgement, his approval, without his saying yes. But he's also good, coming back to that loving father piece. Yeah. And I, I read this, it was a Gospel Coalition article. I don't remember who wrote the article, but I just remember it. I memorized it ever since. It was just a line that said, God's sovereignty wed with his infinite goodness is the best cure for human anxiety. Yeah, that's good. So yes, was God, and to go back to what you were saying about Job, was God, did God allow those things to happen to Job? Absolutely. Yeah. And there's an old, um, I think it's King's Kaleidoscope song, um, <laughs> where they where they go through, and it's Job essentially asking all these questions of God. And he's just going after God, how could you do this? You know, why would you do this? And that's the whole song. The very last verse is God responding to Job. <laughs> and he's like, Job, did you hang the stars in the sky? Did you determine the boundaries of where the water goes on the world, in the world? That's good. And the song is just getting bigger and bigger we'll have to link it or maybe we'll play it at the very end and it just like comes crashing down at the very end and it's just job talking again and he says though i had no right to ask my king knelt down and answered me that's good and that's that is honestly the god that we serve yeah that's amazing that he's willing to even respond and answer us 
doesn't have to. He's God created it. What I mean, we hear all these stories, all these other gods. You don't see that type of relationship with the creation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they claim, you know, with God, we see it. You know, He'll come from His throne and interact with us. He'll talk to us. He even left instructions for us. That's amazing, man. That really is. That's a game changer. It definitely is. And so I've I've felt this. I've had to lean into that in uh, recent months, even you know, yeah, the goodness of God wed with His sovereignty and um that's been just so uh life-changing we've gone through some stuff Brittany and i and um over the last year and um you know every time it was asking god you know we we had a situation where our daughter was in the hospital for um for a month after she was born and uh in the NICU and the first few days we didn't know if she was going to make it and uh, i just wrote in my journal i had some really good times with god at the corner of superior and fairbanks which is where the hospital mm-hmm. was in downtown chicago and um I, th- I just think like man and the lord answered so many questions and at the end we were just kind of resigning ourselves to um to his will and um and um we are just i was grateful for that time looking back you know i don't want to go through it again of course right. but you know looking back um god is good and uh, we also had a situation just so August 17th was when we brought Eden home from the hospital. Mm-hmm. And um, August 17th of this year, so that was August 17th of 2020, August 17th of 2021, we had a situation where Brittany was 20 weeks pregnant and we lost the baby on the same day. Oh, wow. And Brittany wrote in her journal, she said that God who allowed us to bring home Eden August 17th of 2020 decided to take our other little girl home on August 17th of 2021. Well, how do you reconcile those two things? And painful and the result of the fall and sin um, and all those things. But we, we also know that it was part of God's perfect plan that he was good. And so this was the best thing for her. This was the best thing for us. And um, it's not, you know, easy to say, but we've been in that place. Yeah. We've been in that place of like fear and anxiety and just, oh God, if you don't intervene, what can happen? Yeah. And so, um, so, you know, and I'm sure you have, you have stories of where you've seen God. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, just, I mean, recently my daughter has this stomach ache and you know, she faints right in front of me. Hmm. I'm, I'm scared to, I'm, whoa, I don't, I don't know what to do. Or whatever, and she comes back too, or whatever. So I carry upstairs her mom, you know, her stomach's growling and stuff's going on. I don't know what's going on with her body. And she's just throwing up. She's, you know, coming out of both ends or whatever. And I'm just, I'm freaking out. And she sleeps for a little bit. She wakes up and she's fine. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what that was or whatever. And my wife just stops and she's like, glorifying god because she said it could have been so much worse because what ended up happening she ate some some candy don't know where she got it from somebody from the school to go to or whatever gave her some candy or something and there was something with the candy um her body just totally rejected it mm. just big time and i'm like that's never happened before and you know it was scary it's one of those scary moments um it just reminds me of something my mom told me years ago when i had my first son um, she said, um, when you have kids, you got to have a different level of faith. 
you know, I'm thinking like I'm a guy who walks with faith. I'm the guy who just, I just believe God, I'll walk in the midst of a fire if I have to. <laughs> she said, you'll understand it when it happens. Because <laughs> mm. she knew. And now I see what she's talking about. Like, um, even as a parent, that, can, that in itself just can make you anxious because you look at what's going on in the world and you don't want it to happen to yours. So it I, you have to really be focused on Christ and trust that Christ, even in a situation like that. My daughter, I'm like, well, no matter what happens, Christ is still on the throne. When you're not here anymore, um, Christ is still there. He's going to walk this walk with us until the end of the age. And we have to trust that, you know, as parents or people who are potentially trying to be parents or people just walking with Christ, we have to trust that Christ will walk with us. If he brought you to this point, he can bring your children to this point of yeah. knowing him. He yeah. brought your parents to the point of knowing him. So he's shown himself faithful throughout generations. And that gives me a hope. I can, I can, you know, yeah, <laughs> exhale. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I think there's some. There's just, even in just some of the things that we said, that there's just obviously some practical things um, that we can, how do mm -hmm. we com combat fear? Well, um, let me encourage you to get into this book. Yeah. Stories after stories of impossible situations, fearful situations, um, where the Lord shows his glory and his wisdom and his mm -hmm. strength and his sovereign control. Um, get into this book. Um Get into prayer. Pray about the things that we are are fearful of, yeah. as crazy as they may be, as as like oh God, I can I, you know I don't even know why I'm scared of this. You know, bring those things to the Lord. Yeah. And I'm not suggesting pray away the scaries. Like I said earlier, you know, there comes times when we need help. Well, I think some of that help starts with being in fellowship with other believers. Yeah. Right? Finding some people that that you can come along that can come alongside you and help you and potentially give you better resources than they themselves have. Yep. Um, and I think a big part of that is staying connected to a local body where we encourage one another. I mean, I'm just hearing these stories from you. I'm encouraged. And, yep. and I, and I know that like what, as we talk to other brothers, like as we talk to, to Reese or as we talk to Jason or whatever, we're yeah. encouraged by their faith Yeah, and um, in the middle of the storm for, uh, for, for a lot of them. And, and I think that's 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 a great picture, um, and 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 we want to stay just so tuned into this this word, yeah, this word where there is story after story. I, I know it's cheesy, and and you've mm -hmm. probably heard it before, but I've I've heard this again recently that you know we have um, there's a do not fear for 365 times in the Bible, yeah. one for every day of the week. But man, there's something to that. Yeah, I think there's, many there's times, something yeah. to that, you know. Yeah. We got to keep coming back to this. And Peter is talking in 2 Peter uh, 1 about God's word. And he says, and we have the prophetic word more fully confirmed, to which you will do well to pay attention to as a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns. The morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation, for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Mm. And that's the word that we have in our hands, and God's Spirit helps us to understand that word, illuminate our minds, and helps us to understand what is God saying, what is God doing. Coming back to the book, 
coming back to prayer, getting in fellowship with other Christians, Mm -hmm. staying in fellowship with other Christians. And maybe you'll disagree about some things that are going on in our world. Yeah. But staying committed and having that love that God the Father has for us, for his children, for one another, Mm -hmm. and um, sticking it out. And I I think those are just um, some potentially helpful things for dealing with the fear problem in our culture in this day and age. Definitely. What? Any closing thoughts, uh, Carmel? Um, I just think about this uh, scripture in John um, 16. It says, I have said these things to you. In me, you may have peace. In the world, you would have tribulation. Mm. But take heart. I've overcome the world. Yeah. I mean, just put your faith in Jesus. And he overcame the world. And in him, guess what? You overcome as well. And he's told you this years ago <laughs> mm-hmm. so that we can believe. Yeah. And I think we should just trust in him. I mean, legit, just trust in Christ in these times and, you know, kick out all the noise. You know, sometimes you may have to just turn the TV off and just spend time with him. Get that closeness, you know, build yeah. that relationship up with Christ and understand that he cares for you. He really does. I mean, parts of our lives that I know for me as a testimony throughout my life, the parts of my life that I didn't even think about that, guess what? I got that situated for you. So just trust in him, believe in him, have faith in him, um, and understand no matter how bad the world gets or how bad it seems, he's overcome the world. Yeah, yeah. If you have not yet believed on Christ, that's the invitation to you today. Start there. Yeah. Take him at his word. You know, in John 6, that story we read from earlier about the disciples being, you know, scared and on the water and yeah. the storm is there. The very next section, um, all those people that Jesus had just fed come and find, they come to the other side and they're like, Jesus, when did you get here? And Jesus <laughs> just calls out their motives. He's like, you're not seeking me for me. You're seeking me because of what I did for you. And um, maybe that's how you're using Jesus. You're just using him as a way to get stuff from him. And um, they're like, well, we want to be doing the works of God. You know, what is it? Because Jesus is like, you, you would be doing these works also. And he, we want to be doing the works of God. Well, what must we be doing to be doing the works of God? And Jesus says to them, he said, this is the work of God, that you believe in the one whom he sent. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. Believe in him. That's the thing. Believe in him. Trust in him. Walk in him. Surround yourselves with people that are believing mm-hmm. in him, trusting in him, and walking with him. Yeah. And I don't know if I can 100% guarantee, but I guarantee that it'll change your relationship to the thing that you're fearful of. That's good. It'll change your relationship to that thing. Yeah. Whether that be death or whether that be pain or, you know, relational loss or whatever that thing is, it'll change your perspective on it. Yeah. And sometimes that's what some people just need. Yeah. You need to change perspective. You're only going to get that in Christ. Yep. Amen. And he'll be with you in the storm. Right. It's not right leaving you to, 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 to fend for yourself. <laughs> and it's not about the level of faith. The disciples saw that it was Jesus. It wasn't that they didn't see him. So it's, it's not about our, the intensity of our faith, but the object of our faith. Yep. And, um, and that's, that's the, uh, you know, that's such a helpful thing. It's, it's not us holding up God, you know, with our strength, but it's, it's God not really holding. holding us up. 
and um, that that changes the ball game too. Definitely. So, well, man, we could go on for this with this for hours. I feel like yeah. we have so many stories. I have so many stories of where I was, was fearful, and God met me in that fearful time. Oh, man. The Lord really came and yeah. came near, and um, and so many times I could point back to specific scriptures where it was like yep. God, God answered me with the scripture. God answered me with brothers who pointed me to scripture. God answered me with brothers and sisters that pointed me to a scripture. You know, all of those things. And um, we just want to be an encouragement to you. So hopefully hopefully this was an encouragement to you. And um, yeah. if it was, maybe share it uh, with others. And um, we are hoping to put out episodes weekly until December. We're going to take a break in December. Yeah. And then. Ready for the holidays. Yes. Got to get ready. Got to. Got to beat the supply chain shortages or whatever is going yeah. on in the world. Oh, man. Even without that, hey, understand, even if those things, again, that may be an anxiety that comes up. Yeah. People, what are you going to do for the holidays? Right. Focus on Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, is it the gifts? Or the, you can, you may not be able to get the gifts, but you have gifts sitting right in front of you. Yeah. You know, the gift of life. Um, the If you have kids, look at those, look to those. You know, don't make it about the those things and trickets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, your life itself is a gift. And I think this holiday we may get a strong reminder of that. Oh yeah. And sure. that would be a blessing. You know, yeah. the greatest gift that we could have gotten was Christ. Mm-hmm. And we have that. And I think this holiday we can really focus on that. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, appreciate you brother. Oh yeah. Appreciate your witness, your faithfulness. And um, we hope you'll uh, like and share and subscribe and um, leave us a good review. If you're able to sponsor our podcast in any way, you can um, reach out to me at Joshi92, J-O-S-H-I-9-2 at me.com. Um, you know, if there, if you have a business and you want to sponsor a, a good a podcast right there, <laughs> uh, let us know. We'd, we'd, um, we want to do more with this. We want, um, yeah. we want to uh, get this out as in many ways as, as possible. We want to have people on. And uh, we need the equipment to do that. We need the time to do that. So, um, so if you're able to help us, that would financially, that would be awesome. Um, there will also be a link on our Instagram page that you can click on, take you right to Anchor, and um, you can uh, sponsor us that way as well. And hopefully, eventually, we'll set up a Patreon where we can put out exclusive content for people that are supporting us. Wouldn't that be awesome? Ooh, that'd be amazing. I'm just saying, I'm I'm scared of of, of uh, keeping up with that, you know. Yeah, that's kind of like a everyday. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, yeah. <laughs> so thank you guys for uh, joining us, and uh, this has been another episode of In Regards to the Gospel. Boom. <laughs>